Welcome to this episode of Thriving Through Menopause. I'm Clarissa Christensen, and I am excited to be having a conversation really around sacred sex, your sexuality, and why loving yourself is the most important thing. And I have a wonderful guest for you today. She is Kim Coffin. She's from Canada. She is a certified trauma, somatic empowerment and sexuality coach. And more than that, better than that, I should say. <laughs> she is the founder of Get Your Sexy Back. And I just love that. Just read that. And I was like, well, this lady yeah. has to be on the show. Welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, it's wonderful. I'd love to start with your story because a <laughs> trauma-informed somatic <laughs> coach working very much in the field of sexuality. Tell uh, me. It's such a good question. Thank you. And yeah, just to kind of give a rundown of who I am now, because then I'm going to step back. Like I use what I use and I specialize in sexuality. Yes. And empowerment and Tantra and relationships so that people can have the, um, the tools to unleash their sexual confidence and so that they can unlock these profound new levels of love, self-love, like real, deep, true love, grounding, regulation, confidence, intimacy, connection with themselves and with others, right? And we're going to probably focus on today with ourselves because I think it's number one. But I wasn't always like this. And this is why I want to share that because this was not me 10 years ago even, right? Like if you told me 10 years ago I was going to be a sex coach, I'd be like, you nuts, like you, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like I was so stuck in shadow, in taboo, in trauma, in in a total disconnection from who I was. Total disconnection from who I was. Um, yeah, and it was it was around 2013, actually 10 years ago, almost now in this fall, where everything started to call to me of like slow down. There's something else here, and I was stuck in these cycles of trauma. And I'm going to show you what they looked like. Going all the way back, all the way back, um, I woke up in the middle of the night at 14 being sexually assaulted by my stepfather. And it was absolutely horrific. It blew open my world. It, it, it was like everything I knew and trusted was just like, poof. And um, he'd been my stepfather for, for 10 years at that point, right? Almost 10 years at that point. And it was just like, oh, wow. what? Like, I didn't know what to do. And I spent every single hour that night. I never went back to sleep. And I spent every single moment that night going through, again, major trauma responses. What do I do? Do I run away? Do I call the police? Do I? And my life, like everything went through my mind that night. Everything. It was devastating. And then around five in the morning, five, six, I was like, oh, I know what to do. Just have to tell my mother. I was like, ah, I figured it out. They've been telling us this for years, right? Yay. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't a big yay, but it was like, I got this. Like, I can do this. So I waited for he him to leave to work. And I, I told my mother. And she believed me initially. And then within a couple of hours, she did not. So I was hit with a double whammy. And that one actually hit harder. That one, and, um, and the way he leaned over and was like, no, I did not. And the way he looked at me. And the way he pointed at me, as I'm using my finger now, I knew, like, my whole core was like, I am not winning this. I am, I actually remember deciding right then and there that I am on my own here on out. Wow. As a 14-year-old girl in grade That's 10, and I was like, <sighs> so, and I share this because, one, I know I'm not alone. And I want the people who are out there to hear this, like, it is okay, we can heal from this. And two, to share what it moved and looked like going into the rest of my life. 
And, and what that really looked like for me was a total disconnection from my body, from myself, from my source, from trusting myself. Uh, it moved into my twenties and thirties in, I started to have a family pretty quickly. Uh, I wanted that. I craved that. I'm not surprised looking back as a trauma informed fake confidence is what it felt like. And it, looking back at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, but it felt like a really <laughs> fake confidence. And moving into my 20s and 30s, you know, having children, it left me feeling really disconnected. I ended up becoming very exhausted with adrenal fatigue and thyroid issues. And the bodies are, our bodies are brilliant. My body was constantly giving me signals, constantly telling me, you need to deal with this. You need to deal with this. You need to deal with this all the way through. And my mother and stepfather were still part of our lives, our everyday lives. And they saw me a lot. They saw the kids a lot. And as I had a little girl, uh, she was my third. I now have like 23, 20, and almost 18. She's almost 18. But as she wasn't on my hip as much as us all the time, like, you know, they're on our hips all the time or they're sitting. <laughs> yeah. As she wasn't there as much, I started to pull away. I started to pull away and put the boys in rep sports. Oh, can't come to the cottage this weekend. Oh, can't show up for this. Oh, can't show up. Like, I, that was my way of coping at the time. Totally avoidant. Got caught in a lot of this, right? So this is all from a shutdown, all from a disconnection, all from one night of a sexual assault that like got blown, you know, out and open in so many different ways. And eventually, as we led up to 2013, it left me really, really frustrated in cycles of, of depression, not feeling good, not being happy, and then also feeling guilty for what I had and without the fact that I wasn't happy. Mm. That was a cute mm. one, right? Yeah. It's that, like that sort of, yeah, you have lots and your life looks great, Kim. But at the same time, uh, like last week's guest talked about this blah. There's, yeah. Oh, it's, you should be grateful and be bouncing around and you're not. Yeah. And that's half of the lessons in the, in the conditioning that women are also spoken and taught, right? Yeah. As a conditioning. And that is part of it, right? There's conditioning, there's people pleasing, there's being a good girl, there's all this how we're supposed to behave. And then there's trauma on top, right? And it 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 makes us not be ourselves. So as 2013 came around, I started to um to start to reclaim some of those boundaries. And it but it still was wobbly. Uh, I was getting messages from the universe to slow down and I wasn't listening. So the universe slowed me down and broke my ankle in three spots. That was oh. oh yeah, oh yeah, right, right ankle. 12 weeks, three kids in rep sports and I couldn't do anything. Um, so that, that was a, a cute wide awakening. And as I, it was as we moved into 2017 where I was really hitting a low. I found and I landed into a community with Mama Gina School of Womanly Arts and I hadn't gotten there yet. And then also like we had signed up, but I hadn't gotten to the event yet. And also then the Me Too movement happened. And the Me Too movement just blew me away. I read everybody's stories for days. I couldn't get enough because it, it leaving me encouragement that I wasn't alone, that there was, there was more out there and, and hearing their stories really helped me. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, but you don't know my mother. <laughs> there, there was a good friend um, and I want to read your stories, but you don't know my mother. And Mothers, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was still afraid as a 40 year old woman, I was still afraid to confront my mother, which is like crazy. And that is the power of our fear. 
That is the power of our traumas until we are ready to look at them. That's how it overrides our life and, and controls our life. So yeah, what happened there? Well, three days later, I was like, I'm done with this. Like it was just a line in the sand. I quickly posted a really quick me too. I was driving to Ottawa through, I was filling up for gas and then I threw my phone away and kept driving the next four hours and I didn't look. Like it was, again, I was very scared. I'm doing this and leave me alone. Um, and, and from there, everything changed. Everything changed. I landed into like family supported me right then and there right then and there. I landed into the Mamajina School in the arts community and I was supported there. I moved into working with world-renowned leaders through trauma, through somatic experiencing, through tantra, through sacred sexuality, through reclaiming my truth, my voice, my pleasure, my everything, and really took this journey of learning how to heal myself and I've been coaching and, and entrepreneurship for 26 years now. So it just changed my trajectory and what I was coaching in. <laughs> and um, it, everything's led to this point. I absolutely, like, I wouldn't change it. It was an epic, epic journey. Uh, damn, it was hard. And that's who I am today. And that's why I'm here. Exactly. Wow. What a story. I mean, such a journey to go through. And and I think, <laughs> You know, Kim, the the length of time that it takes for this to truly kind of turn, I think, is is something I've heard from others who've been on here and talked yeah. about trauma. That you know, we have it's not minor; it sits in you, in you, in so many ways for so long. It does, and, and it destroys it us. Out. Yeah, it destroys us from inside yeah. out. Is what I felt yeah. like. Yeah. And a really key point, since we're you know talking about menopause and midlife as well, is if we don't deal with it as we come into midlife, as we come into our forties. Now I started perimenopause at thirty six, so I was already in it for four years. But if we don't deal with it, it becomes a ragingly hard phase, and it doesn't have to be that way. Oh no! I mean, it seriously impacts the symptoms we have and our ability to step into elderhood to be these wonderful wise women because parts of us are just shut down Mm -hmm. we've disconnected it was too painful to be in body to be present to be in the moment to feel what i felt in my systems and this is almost everybody walking around on the planet so we get up into our heads and we stay there because it's safer it feels safer and that is our resistance right and you mentioned the throat and not being able to speak your throat. Yeah. That is a major place where women are very stuck. I mean, we're stuck as a society, aren't we? Come anyway, our voices are yeah. suppressed. Um, yeah. But when we've experienced trauma, this shuts down. Totally. And I had thyroid issues, right? So that was one there. <laughs> um, other ways it was telling me was adrenal fatigue. Uh, I was sexually assaulted on my left breast. It's my first baby. I got three mastitises in six weeks and nobody could figure out why. And I was working with one of the world-renowned leaders in, in breastfeeding, Dr. Newman. And he was like, body talking to me over these last 24 years through babies, through motherhood, um, that I just, you know, wasn't. Yeah. So the body is literally screaming at us, please pay attention, please do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we're not used to listening, are we? Particularly no. women don't listen to their bodies. 
No. And that's why I like to, I've done my own work there, but I, I like to teach people how to reconnect to their body, mm. how to heal from heartbreak and shame, how to activate their turn on because our turn on is our life force energy, whether we're in mm. menopause, in perimenopause, post, it doesn't matter. There's this core essence of who we are that lives in our pelvic bowl. And we're disconnected from our sexuality and our pelvic bowl and our sacral pleasure, even if it's just everyday pleasure, not sexual pleasure. If we're disconnected from that, we're disconnected from our life force energy. Our, our light goes off in our eyes. It's like there's nobody home. We're just going through the motions. Yeah. And a lot of, and I think a lot of people, but also particularly a lot of women, are putting one foot in front of the other. And that's it. Because being, in trauma is more common than not, I would say today. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't recognize the trauma responses that they're living in currently right here, right now, right? Like, go, 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 got to get this done, hurry up, do more. I remember even 10, 15 years ago going, oh my gosh, you see how much I did today. Like there's a bragging right into how much I did today, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Yeah. All for the power of bragging, but not that kind of bragging, um, <laughs> right? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a different. It's a go, 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 using alcohol, using food, using devices. There's so, even overworking out, there's so many different ways that we disconnect actually from being present right here, right now, because we're actually in trauma. They're all trauma because, responses. Because the present is actually quite painful. Sometimes. Very painful. Yeah. And learning how to embrace those emotions and hold those emotions and, and learning that you actually do not self-combust when you feel them even though it feels like you might, is also a huge part of this journey. Huge part. It's all connected. Every single part of this is all connected. And it was so interesting for you because it showed up in all those body parts, as you were saying, where you had felt particularly violated. Mm -hmm. Or physically mm -hmm. you were maybe violated in those places. Yeah, I used to feel like I was kind of like I said in 2017, I feel like I'm a walking, talking head. Like, what do you mean? What do I feel in my body? Like I had no clue. Now I could tell you right here where little parts of inner child people are showing up right now and where there's sensation and where, you know, what needs to be worked on in a massage this morning. Like I know exactly what is what. And I think a really key point here to, to share is, you know, people may be like, well, why sexuality coach? And I do want to speak to that because I think sexuality is the biggest place that we have been disempowered as women on this planet, the biggest men have been as well, but women huge. And it is what I've found to be the fastest place that we can reclaim the essence of who we are. We can reclaim our truth. We can step into our unapologetic power when we reclaim that. Yes. And also because we're walking around, walking, talking heads, we're going all the way down and we're reclaiming our root chakra. We're reclaiming our sacral chakra. And just, it brings that healing as well as we're, you know, learning that self-love and activating playing with kundalini and sensual sexual energy so we're we're bringing that healing from the bottom and from the top all at once yes and as you said it's it's not really about sex per se it doesn't have to be no no it's about your core energy of who you are as a woman yeah. which is your sacral power it's your pelvic bowl. You use this to create, to create life, to create business, mm. to create art, to create food. It is who a woman is. Mm. How 
does somebody begin that process? You talked about man. I mean, how does it actually start for a, a woman yeah. who is in trauma? Yeah. So number number one, you have to work with somebody. You can't do all of this work alone. I do a lot of my work alone now and I do in between, but I also know how to titrate into calling in my other fellow coaches and asking for support from my people, right? So number one, we and these are some of the core pillars that I work with, we have to bring in nervous system regulation. We have to, because if we can't cultivate that safety and that trust within our own body, we can't do the work. We just can't. So we have to cultivate that nervous system regulation. So I bring in tons of tools, tons of, tons of somatic experiencing work, a lot of body work, a lot of learning how to feel what you feel. And when it gets too hard, like resourcing again in using pleasure, we're always using regular everyday pleasure because pleasure is a nervous system regulating holding tool. We're also using really just learning how to slow down. You're using sacred pleasure as well, sacred sexuality, when people feel ready to play with that, because that is a quick portal to remembrance of who you are. And even when times are tough, we can get there. And then we're also using empowerment pieces Mm. because there's a lot of disempowerment in what we've been taught around our bodies, around that I have ever been in my life. I'm just going to leave that there, Uh, right? Like there's, you know, apparently my uterus hasn't clued in that I'm in I'm in menopause, but the rest of my body has. I'm still bleeding once in a while, but I'm shooting no eggs. So, <laughs> so they're, they're, they're totally in, uh, not viable at this yeah. point, right? And, you know, I can go three, four, five, yeah. six months yeah. of nothing. But, yeah. but I've never been more turned on, more alive, more, and turned on is in body and sexuality, but also in life. It's a both more in my pleasure and in my light and in my soul aligned purpose ever in my life. Best time ever. It is, well, it is. And I think that once you are able to be in your body, to experience that sacred sexuality, which we said there's, there's sex with another person, but there's our own relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Wow, life is amazing. There's vi- vitality is the word mm-hmm. that comes to mind. Yeah. And sacred sexuality can be practiced with partner and solo. Mm-hmm. And I would say the first place to start practicing is solo. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't know what we want, if we don't know what we feel, if we don't know when we need to pause, like how is our partner going to know? If we can't speak our voice, speak our truth, speak up, ask for what we want, say, oh, that, like stop. Um, when we get there, we can do a lot in relationship as well. But that is the first place is is with ourselves. Yeah. And it's really starting, isn't it, to come back into the body. As you said, there's nervous regulation and that coming down. Yeah, that holding, that deep, sacred, loving uh, yeah. approval and acceptance and compassion for every single thing you're feeling now and everything you've been through, bringing it all together, uh, erasing the doubt, erasing the judgment, erasing the shame, mm-hmm. and and taking part and uh, taking apart that conditioning that told us and put us here over to the right and is like, no, coming back and down. Um, and that cultivates safety and trust. And everybody's on a different journey. So I work with some people who are right out, you know, starting going, I won't have, you know, sex with my partner. I can't believe you just said self-pleasure. What are we talking about? And then I also work with people who started on the journey and they're like, I want to deepen as deepen. And then I also work with people who are like, okay, I've done my healing work, been there, done that. I want to go into sacred sexuality. I want to unleash my innate inner power. Mm. 
Yeah. So that's different. And then a very different chatter. I've done it all. So I get to hold people through it all. And then there's clients who want to do it in partnership. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, so there's, there is, yeah. And, and obviously you talk about shame, huge. Mm. This is a big part. And I think we carry, you might agree with me that we carry our personal shame, but we came to, to be carrying collective shame. Absolutely. Intergenerational shame. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. The conditioning is so thick around shame. And then there's religious shame. Yeah. Um, th- there's so much piled on there that most people can't even identify it. And they're like, well, that's how you're supposed to be. Are you? Mm. Are you? Mm. Like, let's unpack it. Let's see what's there. Yeah. Because it is destroying us and it's stopping us from living our best lives. It's stopping mm. us from feeling, from feeling love, from being connected, from having our absolute, I can't even explain it. It's just our best life, like being alive and going back to that word being, just being. Switching on all our senses. Someone, you know, someone said to me, you want to feel a sunset, not just sort of mm. looking at it, oh, it's pretty. You actually want to, you know, feel that amazingness, that, that joy, that light that it brings. But we can't do that if we're um, still in trauma. And stuck in our heads and mm-hmm. not in our bodies. No, you're yeah. right. We, we Same for food. We get to feel food. We get to feel the sensuality of touching water, of touching a partner, of mm-hmm. touching ourselves. It's out of this world. I, you know, I would have said I was pretty, going back to, you know, way back when, even if we're going to talk about sexual experience, I would have said, oh yeah, it was pretty good, right? Like no complaints is what I thought. Okay? <laughs> and if I look back now, I was about a three out of a 10, maybe a two, <laughs> maybe because a two. Yeah. And I'm yeah. still at eight. I'm not at 10. And I know yeah. I'll never probably reach 10 because the sky is literally the limit for the experiences that are available to yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we take it into spirituality. That's when we can bring yeah. sacred sexuality into ourself, into the universe, and play with spirituality. There's a whole other realm to play with. It may, and that's just nearly mind blowing for many of us because I think, and especially I think menopausal women, we start to judge. We're not mm-hmm. this size or whatever size you're supposed to be i mean hell knows what size you're supposed to be my breasts are sagging i've got one c-section and two other deliveries and belly's not you know what it used to be when i was 20 but it doesn't matter no no but that's when we get to see our beauty that's we see our beauty but i think there's a lot tied up in the physical outward appearance so we shut down and think i'm not attractive I can't have sex. Um, I'm dried up now. That, that's it. Yeah. And yeah. That's not true, is it, at all? No. And I find, I know clients and other people who do this work who are, you know, in their 50s and their 60s who, again, for lack of a better word, have never been more wet in their life. Turn on when we light up. When we follow our pleasure, when we speak our truth, when we know our yeses and our noes, and we hold epic boundaries, our whole body comes alive. We're not dead down there per se. Um, And I hate using down there, but I used it for a purpose there. We're not dead down there per se because (laughs) we're getting older and in menopause. It's because we've shut off our life force energy. 
because the the world has piled all this muck on our backs and we just can't carry it anymore. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. not ours to hold or carry. We a get lot of to it's release not. it. We get, and those are the tools that I teach people how how to do, how to release it, how to hold it, how to titrate, how to bring in pleasure, how to reconnect to their body, how to trust their body, how to cultivate safety. And then let's really activate our libido turn on, like that turn on. And it's going to come. It comes with all the other work. Yeah, of course. It it, it, it comes and it comes from the heart, doesn't it? Mm. It comes from every single chakra, I would say. Every single one. Yeah. Every, it's our, our power, like, you know, goes through our root, our grounding chakra, our sacral, which goes into our watery sexual chakra, um, our solar plexus, which is our power, our heart, which is our love and expansion and compassion, our throat, our truth, our third eye, our intuition. Yes. We're all very intuitive. And then, of course, our crown, our connection to universal, divine, you name it, whatever it is that you're looking up to, right? Every single chakra gets to come online. And then we're alive. Indeed. Yeah, we are totally alive. We're, we're, well, we're lit with a column of light, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We talked a bit about, you know, roots and feet. And I learned, you know, how important feet are for your pelvic bowl. Mm. I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a qigong teacher, and I'm doing women's qigong now, and we do these foot massage things to open up your feet, and when you open up your foot fascia, it impacts your pelvic bowl. And I was like, wow, I just learned something, you know, when I was doing yes. that. Yeah, same with our throat, right? Like our throat, this whole area mirrors our pelvic bowl. Right into our cervix, right? Yeah. It's all a mirror and we get to open up one, open up the other. And if one's stuck, the other's stuck. And yeah. yeah. So I'm sure people listening are like, okay, well, what does it mean? What do we do kind of what thing? What do we do? And yeah. Like three core elements that I like yeah. to use to describe what I do with, with people is to reclaim, reconnect, and remember. And reclaiming is the place where we have to start reclaiming the places that we've been disempowered, mm -hmm. our truth our voice, our boundaries, our love, our body love, right? Our pleasure, our sexy. And we have to do it somatically. We can't do it all in our head. We have to go no, into the no. body to do it. Um, these are all the parts of us that we have dismissed, shamed, shut down, right? We need to, we need to <laughs> yeah. light them back up, bring them back online and cultivate that safety and trust. Um, and basically learning how to liberate your truth, learning how to restore your natural bliss. I like to look at it like a toddler runs around naked in the front yard through the sprinkler. She doesn't give a damn who's watching. She is not coming inside and she is not eating those peas and she is not going to dinner. To dinner. She's not going to bed. <laughs> no. Right? No. No. That little girl is still in there. Oh, yeah. She sounds right? like my inner child. She sounds right? just like her. <laughs> she knows what she wants. But again, conditioning has stopped us from trusting ourselves. So we get to reclaim these places. That's really, really important. And then reconnecting, and actually I can give you also, I have um, a seven free tips to turn on today, which is really fun for your people if they would like that. It goes into the reclaim piece. Brilliant. And then we get to reconnect. And reconnecting is reconnecting to our sacred feminine, reconnecting to our sexuality, reconnecting to our sensuality, 
to the, our pelvic bowl, to pussy, to inner GPS. And yes, I dropped pussy there. And when I'm talking about pussy, I'm not always talking about vulva. I can be also. And yes. I'm talking about the innate inner knowing of a woman. It is one of the biggest words that we have been disempowered around. And it actually can be, and it took me a year to use this word, it can be our true power source. It's the essence of who we are. It's our, yes. our GPS. So that's what yes. we get to reclaim. And these are the places where the limiting beliefs about connecting to your body, about our power, about our sexuality, this is where we get to re reclaim and reconnect them yes. and cultivate, again, that trust that's somatically, like that's very body-based knowing. Mm -hmm. And um, sacred sexuality practices are amazing for this. Sacred pleasure, following Tantra, um, tons of different things. And if people want more free meditations and practices on that, I offer those as well. And then what happens is this remembrance piece. Yeah. When we do the reclaim, when we do the reconnect, we come into this deep remembrance of who we are. It, it's like, I remember tapping into it probably in 2018 and it was a really hard day and I was using a somatic tool to get into my body, to release my emotions, to allow the anger and the grief to come out. And I tapped into it before, but not for as long. And I tapped into it and it was like, oh, oh no matter what, I've got this. And from there, it just grows. And it has grown through every single practice. It, it's every single slowing down, every single fear that I work through. And this isn't something you just do once and it's done. It's a way of being. It's just like yoga or a workout. You, you are constantly infusing it into your everyday life. Yes. And when you get to this remembrance you know that no matter what happens in the world, you've got this because you're in your infinite power. Like. I had the most crazy day on Thursday, like for one of those big life-changing events. They say only do mm -hmm. one at a time and don't do anything else all in one day, all in one day, <laughs> all in one oh, day. Wow. And I, and uh. I, I was like, I was, I started laughing at it. I was like, okay, universe, what else are you going to give me? Cause this is actually funny now. And I'm done. Like that's enough. <laughs> it was a both <laughs> and. And then I took a break on Friday and really just canceled everything. And mm. And just was with what was and gave myself, you know, extra self-care and holding and again on Sunday and part on Saturday. And I'm good. I'm really good. And they were crazy, crazy. One, yeah. Ones I'm in the middle of a divorce and it was just a big shakeup. Um, and uh, the other ones I won't mention right now, but they're just. Yeah. Life-changing stuff, but you're, yeah. but you're standing. I'm, I'm not only standing, I'm thriving. I'm good. Wow. I'm really, that's, that's what this work does. It's the remembrance. It's the nervous system regulation. It's the pleasure. That's it. That's, that's it. I have so many amazing, amazing. Li amazing lives. I have so many amazing years left to live. Oh. <laughs> and none of that shakes me. I'm very quick to bounce now back to regulation. That is fantastic. I mean, and that is such a gift because mm. we know that life is what it is. It's dynamic. It can be challenging. We know that perimenopause and menopause can be challenging too. But yeah. actually, if you have those gifts and you can bounce back, you kind of work through it. You move through yeah. it. You thrive. And there you are. 30, yeah. 40 you more trust. years to live. You trust. Yeah. yeah, you trust. I trust. And even if the universe wanted to throw a few more at me, I'm like, okay, if this is the test, whatever, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And I know that. I know that.
deep, deep. And I never would have ever said that 10 years ago, even eight years ago, right? Like, no. But there's this this power in knowing who you are, Mm -hmm. in being in your body, in trusting yourself, in loving yourself. And that's that's the best message I think you could send to people listening to this is trusting yourself, knowing yourself, and as you said, loving yourself. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Kim, how can people get in contact with you if they are ready to go on this journey? Absolutely. We're going to give some links, I think, that we just mentioned. When I was- yeah, yeah. And um, I also have a female identifying uh, Facebook group called Get Your Sexy Back. You're welcome to join. And uh, what else? Instagram, Get Your Sexy Back Coach with underscores in between. And check out these these free links. These free links are amazing. The seven free tips to turn on today. And we'll drop a sacred sexuality tantra practice in there too. There's so much amazing stuff going on yeah. right now that I'd love for you to join. There's sacred pleasure membership. There's free stuff. I also offer private coaching. And if you're not sure what's for you, I'm well, like totally willing and would love to hop on a free call with you to discuss what those options might be so you can see what, what works best for you if it feels aligned. That is fantastic. Kim, it has been a pleasure hearing you from what is a tough story to where you're standing today and just how amazing it can be for any woman that's listening to this. Thank you. Mm. Thank you so much.